What's up? I'm your pal, Wenchikis Lodicus, and this is The Bar is Low. Each episode, we take a look at fan fiction or a collection of fics that can be either good, bad, or anywhere in between, but mostly, they're bad. Today, we're going to be taking a look at quite an unusual fandom. Neither is it very mainstream, but I suggest that you stick around just for the sheer weirdness of this and the insane contrast between the perception that you may have of it and what has been written. There are a lot of things that you can probably think of when I say the words Norwegian black metal, but I imagine the average person probably imagines Satanism, violence, and other such insanity. Now, when it comes to most types of metal, I'll be the first one to debunk misconceptions and bad stereotypes that exist about metalheads, but here... Yeah, some pretty wild shit went down. To understand this fic first, we have to understand the band Mayhem, which is the most famous and notorious band from the black metal scene of the 1990s. There are a few key players in here. Um, we'll start with Pear, or Dead, as he's called. That's his stage name. He was the vocalist for Mayhem for a time. He was not in the band for very long, nor is he on any of their official releases, but he's the most famous vocalist for them because he was so damn weird. This is a guy who was really depressed. He was suicidal. He really needed some help with his mental health, but no one ever got that for him. He would do things like cut himself on stage during performances, bury his clothing, and like keep dead birds around so that he could smell death or some shit. So, crazy motherfucker, basically. Needs help, didn't get any. Eventually, in 91, he killed himself. He cut himself up, and then he shot himself. And the rest of the band, they were just like, oh, he killed himself, okay. Guess it was coming. So here, I'm going to introduce Euronymous. He was the guitarist. And when he saw dead, you know, being dead, he was just like, oh, he killed himself. That's rad. I'm going to take a picture of this and it's going to end up as the cover to one of our live bootlegs. Uh, you can look that up if you want. It's graphic. So you've been warned. The live album is called Dawn of the Black Hearts. So yeah, his brains are coming out of his head. So Euronymous, kind of an asshole, doesn't really seem to care about anything. Eventually, he got murdered. He got stabbed to death by one of the other people, the bassist who was filling in for their main bassist, Necrobutcher. This murderer is called Varg. He's very important in this fic, and he's just also crazy, but in a different sort of way. Now, Varg. If you want to learn about who Varg is in, in our present time, he has a YouTube channel. You can see all of his insane beliefs. He is a member of the alt-right. He has all these fucking crazy theories about, like, white genocide and shit like that. Basically a crazy motherfucker. Also, uh, he burned churches back in the day. A lot of scene members would do that, but he's most famous for it, and if you ever see a church burning meme, I can pretty much guarantee you that he's the one you're gonna see represented there. After the murder, he went to jail for 21 years. He's not in jail anymore currently. He just, like, lives in France now or something and makes YouTube videos. Now that you know how insane everyone in the black metal scene was and what that was like, let's get to what we're trying to talk about here, which is the fan fiction that people have written about it. This fic is called My Star, My Moon, and it's 
probably my favorite best worst fan fiction, aside from the one that I read that intentionally tried to be bad. But this was written unironically. We'll talk about the language first and the writing style. It's readable, definitely. I would call it very subpar writing, though. Grammar is not very good, which definitely lends itself to some very memorable quotes, and I'll get to some of these. But here's a classic example of this person's misuse and lack of commas. Instead of saying, why don't you cook, Yorn? Yorn is a character, Necrobutcher. This person did not have a comma where it needed to be, so the sentence just says, why don't you cook Yorn? Please don't cook him. So there's some clunky dialogue and awkward sentences. The pacing is kind of weird at times, and there are a few random tense changes. So this also might be more of a personal pet peeve for me, but I really don't like it when people put the character's thoughts and internal monologue in quotation marks. Just, like, italicize that shit, or just don't do anything to it. This does have a few distinct story arcs, so that's actually a plus. It does meander, but it has a plot outside of the romance, although some of the arcs can make you forget that. It has some really great lines, but admittedly, it can be hard to get through at times. I'll point these out as we go along, because... To me, some of these lines are just absolutely fucking iconic. So I will give some credit where credit is due. Uh, it has a few female OCs that aren't blatant self-inserts. I dig the witches. And there's also Marissa, who doesn't really serve much of a purpose, but she kind of uh, does some foreshadowing, I feel like. They also include Varg's real wife, who's not self-insert, or an OC, but she's there. The premise of this, I actually think it's a decent premise, or like part of it is, I'll get to that later. Um, Pear, who killed himself, the premise is that he was actually murdered and raped by Euronymous instead of, you know, being a self-inflicted death. So Varg travels back in time to stop this from happening, and naturally they fall in love. And Something I find really weird about this, I mean, I haven't actually heard about Farg's views on gay people, but I wouldn't imagine that they're favorable. Uh, one of the reviews on this actually said, hey, you should send this to Varg, he loves to read, and I sincerely hope that they were joking. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's, these people are fucking insane. If you write fan fiction about Norwegian black metal, you're automatically insane, I don't make the rules, I'm sorry. Just saying. So this opens more or less in the present day. It's 2013, but the point is that it's been a while after all the fuckery of the 90s black metal scene went down. And that's all in the past, basically. So the old record shop that the band members owned, Helvet, is getting torn down. And they find a letter in the rubble, which Varg receives. It's from Euronymous. It's finally being delivered after just sitting in the record shop for about 20 years. So when he gets the letter, he decides to toss it in the fire, but then a magical voice from the sky tells him not to, and the author, you know, just couldn't have him open it out of curiosity like a normal person, had to, like, involve something that's never explained. So here Euronymous reveals what sick fuck he is, and uh, I don't know why the rape was necessary. The author could have just had him kill Pear, and this didn't have to happen. Uh, if you're not aware already, I hate rape fix, because rape is bad, and you shouldn't rape people. And you shouldn't get off to the thought of people being raped, because rape is bad. So Varg then proceeds to have some weird prophetic dream, basically where Pear is a princess that he needs to save, and 
he like sword fights Euronymous or something in a castle. So I guess this spurs into action his upcoming decisions. Varg goes to visit some graves, and this is where we introduce the character Tracy, who's a witch kind of low-key stalking him. She can turn into a cat, that's kind of her thing, and she is stalking him in her cat form, so it's like less weird, but then she turns into a human and like is like, hey, yo, I can help you. So they go to her grandmother, Saya, and they offer him the opportunity to go back in time and save Pear. So, of course, there are a lot of weird, arbitrary rules about time travel and also magical jewelry. I hate everything the Time Crystal stands for. It's so fucking inconsistent and it drives me insane. It's everything wrong with literature about time travel into one little thing. Of course, he goes back in time. He doesn't think, oh, clearly these people are crazy. Not to mention they have no reason to help me either. But then again, Varg is not a sane person himself. So who knows what he would actually do if he was approached by witches who claim that they could time travel. Before we get to the past... I want to talk about how manufactured this setup is. So I do kind of like the premise of uh, it being a murder instead of a suicide. And I don't think that it would have been crazy to say that Euronymous would have done something like that. I mean, he didn't treat the guy nice. Varg even says in this fic that he barely even knew Pear, so there was, like, no reason for him to go back anyway. So, if anything, he would be disgusted by Euronymous's actions, but, you know, Varg already stabbed him to death in real life, so he'd just be like, yeah, fucker got what was coming to him, so... That's really it. There's never an explanation as to why he's having these dreams about Pear or developing this need to go back and save him. It's just an unnatural and awkward setup that just really doesn't give a fuck about how these two meet. I mean, you could have done this setup, the same premise, without the time travel. You could have had Varg finding out about Euronymous' plots before Pear died, and then history has changed from there. I mean, you could even keep Varg murdering Euronymous in real life the same, but alter his reasons for committing the crime. Maybe he was just trying to protect Pear when he murdered him. After all, in this fic, Euronymous does spend a lot of time in jail, and the author could have used that to justify the two-year gap between Pear and Euronymous's real-life death dates, plus all the stuff that happens in this Euronymous-free period. I haven't even talked that much about how I think time travel is done to death and often needlessly complicated, and I've already come up with a better setup for this premise than this author has. Instead of having Varg be compelled to go back in time because weird dreams and witchcraft they could have gotten closer because they hung out with the same people and then eventually got to know each other because that's usually how you make friends or you meet people who you end up getting with that's how things happen so let's get back to what's actually going on in this fic first thing he does after traveling back in time is meet Euronymous I don't know why they end up going to a time after Paris death because the whole point is so that he wouldn't die uh we don't get many of his thoughts when he goes back in time and or any reactions really he's never like oh damn that actually worked or wow i'm young again or wow it'll be sh it'll sure be weird seeing Euronymous again because i fucking murdered him 20 years ago uh, all we get is wow time travel is unexpectedly physically painful and that's basically it Varg loses his shit after Euronymous shows him the picture that would later become the cover of dawn of black hearts which is the picture of pear after his suicide but then there's some fucking thunder from outside which is more of a stupid movie trope and they use it here because it's stupid um the time crystal takes them back further after this little stop because arbitrary rules are arbitrary to where they want to be and also 
Tracy is like, oh, Lamau, you in love with Pear. Yeah, sure, it makes perfect sense. Varg probably didn't even think about the guy for 20 years, and now all of a sudden, just like hearing that someone murdered him is making him realize this. It's not even like Varg was into him back in the day when he was alive, and he's been repressing all this knowledge until this moment. Hell, that would have made more sense than this. But no, these are all new feelings, apparently, and it's never explained. Varg and Tracy do have some genuinely humorous interactions. He fucks with her a lot, and especially plays off how she can turn into a cat as her disguise tactic so basically he tells her to like turn into a cat pretty much so that he doesn't have to hear her talking anymore because she's annoying but then when she's a cat they can communicate telepathically so she's like um bitch got you there and then Varg is like hey my friends are here get into the cat carrier and play with Mr. Mousy so the whole gang shows up and there's Again, Varg does not have much of a reaction to this. He sees Pear, and he's just like, oh, he's thin. I hope I can get him to eat more. Like, I was expecting him to get, like, a huge rush of butterflies or some shit. Detail is important, guys. Feelings are important. (laughs) There's also this line, uh, Varg buys some food for him, and then, like, Yoramis says something like, he's not going to eat that, you know? And then Varg is like, I'll force it down his throat. Oh, yeah, that's not the only thing you're going to shove down his throat in this fic, mate. Mmm... So, I don't know, man. I just think the romance is kind of out of nowhere. I'm not done complaining about it yet. He just sees him and he's like, yep, I'm in love. Whereas, even if you have him going back to save him, just give this some time to develop on its own. Like, they can't just have them falling in love, like, a minute after they meet each other. It's fucking stupid. It's not how shit happens. So let's talk about Euronymous a bit. He's very one-dimensional here. He's just portrayed as a straight-up asshole and basically a sadist. Uh, He also hates Pear for reasons that aren't fully explained. Uh, So why do you have him in the band anyways? Uh, Also, he's just portrayed as an asshole in basically every manfic I've ever read. The other characters tend to fill the same roles. Hellhammer, the drummer, basically might as well not exist. Uh, Necrobutcher, the bassist, is like a... He's a really nice guy, but he gets designated to side character status. Pear uh, always bottoms. That's his thing. Everyone's like, he's a sub. Mayhem fans apparently love to read about him getting raped, which is fucked up. Only Varg really doesn't take on a defined role that's consistent across fix. So apparently Pear doesn't take well to Varg's weird interest in him, which is reasonable, and it's strange because he's supposed to be the insane one here. He's also really emo. He's like, you don't understand me, Varg. No one understands me. And then Varg is like, hey, I'm a time traveler. And then Pear's, again, reasonable and calls bullshit on this. So Varg is like, you know, what's a good idea? I can show him his future self getting brutally raped and murdered to convince him that I'm telling the truth because, you know, that's not fucked up at all. Again, the time crystal is arbitrary as shit and no one can hear or see them, even though all the other times Varg time traveled people can interact with him just fine. Not to mention that there are doubles of the main characters here but in the main plot there aren't doubles Varg never runs into his other self except in the very end I'll get to that later obviously and then we have a rape scene because fuck you they return to the main timeline and they have like a little conversation and it's revealed that oh pear has nothing to live for except you know the promise of romantic love at some point down the line how convenient Varg takes him forward in time again for a very stupid and arbitrary reason he wants to kill Euronymous and even though there are plenty of weapons just lying around the house he wants to use something of his own and this is a really stupid excuse for refusing to move the plot along now 
Also, Varg seems to have gotten the hang of the time crystal, even though it kind of fucked up and took him to the wrong place before. That he can go to any year that he wants now. And also, in the last scene that they time traveled, they couldn't return to another timeline until the event was over, which never comes up again. So yeah, I fucking hate the concept of the time crystal. The rules are arbitrary and inconsistent and just exemplify all of my disdain for time travel as a trope in general. So now Peric starts catching feels in a w- much more normal way than Vark did, which is that he actually gets to know the guy. Yeah, you can totally start lusting over someone in the span of a day or like even as soon as you see them, but like uh, this is fast for someone to develop romantic feelings. Uh, so yeah, this, this whole little time travel bit was another pointless side quest. So they return to the main timeline now for a while tracy is so fuckless sometimes i like her character sometimes i don't she just transforms from her cat form and then just sasses both of them while casually lighting a cigarette sassy i love it they like finally kiss now after one day of hair suddenly becoming attracted to him and verse totally arbitrary feelings and they say their i love yous because it's only chapter 11 and there are 39 chapters you call this a slow burn bitch this is not a slow burn this is nothing well i guess you gotta have the time for all the fuckery that goes down in the second half of this fic so then mayhem gets a tour and varg isn't technically in the bands so he stays behind while the others go off predictably without varg there to protect pair from Euronymous, things don't go very well first uh yorn and yan have to walk in on our main couple in the middle of a passionate makeout session and they explain shit to them including all the time travel nonsense honestly good call because i mean if Varg can't look after him then these two can they separate as the tour commences and their first phone call is just phone sex and then uh, this introduces this weird thing where a uh, pair says like varg every time they fuck i'll spell this for you n-g-g-g-h and then varg oh it's weird yeah i don't know um so there are a few side characters that are introduced during this chapter that details mayhem's first show of the tour there's a reporter uh show don't tell us that he's an immoral rat the author was just like uh yeah he's an asshole he only cares about making money and putting out news that'll draw people in show him doing that show him being a little sneaky bastard instead of just being like yeah uh he's bad um yeah, character development. And then there are two teenage girls who seem kind of like self-inserts or like a couple of her friends were like, oh, you're writing a story? That's cool. Can you write us in? But fortunately, these two only make a one-time appearance during this one show. Then Per and Neuronos have a little fight before the show uh, and including an attempted rape, but Necro Butcher breaks it up. Uh, honestly, I, there's a kind of a good line, like genuinely good, not like funny good, but Neuronos says, I don't hate you. I hate how you make me feel. I don't know. I think that's kind of more revealing than most of the explanation that they've done. It's kind of an explanation in itself, even though they don't talk about that very much. So Pear ends up cutting himself on stage because that's the thing that he does. And they have to get him to a hospital because of blood loss. And then they end up canceling the tour. And Euronymous is very pissed off, as one would expect. To get back from the tour and... This is where things start to get kind of weird. This goes from your normal fan fiction arc to Bizarro Land. Varg. Oh, God. So, out of nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, there's a marriage proposal. Yeah, that was quick. They haven't even 
been together that long. They haven't even had sex yet. It's not like they're waiting to have sex or anything. They're just like, yeah, man. But they do have sex to celebrate. And uh, this writer is more into a fluff than smut, I think. Uh, this scene actually ends up displaying that they care about each other and comfort during sex, so I guess props for that. Meanwhile, Euronymous reveals what happened at a party a few years ago that uh, this event had already been mentioned and foreshadowed a few times earlier, so it basically explains that Pear was into him, and even though Euronymous is all freaked out by this, he's very hypocritical because he lusts after that guy. Then the day where Pear was supposed to die comes around, and for some reason they decide to replay the events of what actually happened that day, except Varg is waiting in the closet to kill him instead of, you know, murdering bef him before the day came. So this is a bad idea. This was a very bad idea. He lets it go pretty far, and Pear gets shot in the leg and roughed up a bit, and then that's when Varg decides to kill him. Like, no, you couldn't have killed him right away? Jeez. Uh, Euronymous goes to jail. God damn it. Just kill him. No. You already killed him once. You can kill him again. I mean, come on. So then the wedding happens after this. Everyone just goes along with it. No one thinks it's weird. Gay marriage wasn't even legal in the 90s in Norway. But okay, like, that's the most unrealistic thing going on here. And there's this fucking weird medieval interlude, I'll call it. It basically has no bearing on the plot whatsoever and has nothing to do with anything. Even though Varg knows damn well that they could get burned at the stake for being gay in medieval times, you know, fuck that. It'll be fun to go back in time, right? So, pair cross-dresses because it has to be very clear that he's a woman in their relationship, even though neither of them are women. Uh, we'll end up getting back to this concept, unfortunately. <laughs> for some reason, medieval versions of all the other black metal guys are there too, including doubles of Varg and Pear. So, that makes no sense either. I don't know much about medieval Norway, so I can't just openly make fun of this person's knowledge of history because I don't know either. Uh, were there Vikings still at that point? They didn't give like a specific year, but uh, medieval times? I don't know. Uh, but either way, uh, the other versions of Varg and Pear get burned at the stake because they were gay, as was foreshadowed. Yep, going back in time when you're gay isn't dangerous at all. So then the author puts in some, like, bullshit moral of the story sort of thing, like, we have to stick together throughout everything. And it's, yeah, I guess they're trying to justify the pointless interlude, but it doesn't work. They have to stick together during everything, even though everyone is totally chill with it, except for Euronymous, who's in jail. So this is where things get even weirder. And... Uh, <laughs> There's some vague foreshadowing of this, but it was not enough foreshadowing for me not to shit myself the first time I read it. I'll credit the author for providing an explanation as to how this happened, even though that explanation is just witchcraft. They say that they want kids, and they were talking about an adoption. Tracy is just like, hey, pear, drink this potion. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And she's just like, hey, just drink it. It'll be good. Tracy, you fucking bitch. God damn it. That's just a dick move. You shouldn't give someone a magical pregnancy suit without running it by them first. Seriously, what a shitty thing to do. Like, come on, man. So, yeah, I wish I was joking when I said that there was Impreg in this, but I'm not. Um, yeah. Real dick move, Tracy. Real dick move. So, also, uh, when this news comes out, everyone also seems okay with it. So here's where Marie and Marissa enter the story. As I've said before, Marie, she's Varg's real-life wife. Marissa's an OC. Uh, she's her roommate. She's a heroin addict and has a vendetta against pregnant women 
just because drama, she had a daughter who got taken away from her because she was addicted to fucking heroin. She does try to attack Pear at some point for unnecessary drama. And like I said, I think she's more like foreshadowing Euronymous's return more than anything else. It doesn't have any bearing on the story, really. There's this awful quote here. I'm going to read it now. So what if you're a pregnant man? That child was made out of yours and Varg's love. I want to die. Yeah, kill me. Then there's some more pointless drama that has no bearing on anything. So Varg has to put his other timeline behind him. So he basically kisses his real wife and his other life goodbye. And, you know, Pear sees this and gets jealous again because drama. Uh, and you have to remember that Varg also has kids with this woman in real life. Not only is he abandoning her for pair, but he's also abandoning his children who will never get to be born now. Uh, also, we get the names of the Empreg babies, twin girls named Eva and Elsa. What the fuck is this frozen boy? And now, as if things haven't gotten weird enough, things get even weirder here. You're, you're probably thinking, yeah, how the fuck does this get weirder than Empreg? Well... Pear wakes up, and he's just like, my penis is gone. Varg, I am turning into a woman. So he's got to get that baby out somehow. So his dick vanishes, and now he has the body of a woman. So I guess I have to credit this author for coming up with something that makes vague biological sense, I guess. Pear is rightfully pissed the fuck off and confronts Tracy. He just straight up pulls down his pants. Tracy's just like, whoa, keep your clothes on, Blondie. And it's like, you did this to me, you wench. Why are the fuck? I can't I flash you. What the hell? Honestly, Tracy, what the fuck? See, this is, I have some mixed feelings about this character. Like, she's sassy and shit, but she also did that. So, of course, now that Pear is a woman, Tracy, fucking Tracy, Naturally, Ferg's first reaction is to have sex with him now that he has a pussy. So imagine waking up with different genitals one day. You would probably panic. But your boyfriend is just like, wow, that's hot. You have tits and a pussy now, so let's bang. And then you kind of go with, along with it. And this leads us to the best grammatical error of all time, in my humble opinion. He pussy was so sensitive for being fucked so much. He pussy. No, this author was not trying to say the pussy. This author was not trying to say her pussy. This author is trying to say his pussy and said he pussy instead. Amazing. Truly beautiful. Pure fucking art. It could not be more beautiful if they tried. It just fucking iconic he pussy fucking beautiful so after this little sex scene the reporter from the concert chapter returns to the story for some reason necro butcher is hanging out with pear instead of our i don't remember the excuse for this but uh he sees them heading into his shop to prepare for the kids to be born and get some baby stuff the news gets out and a giant crowd of both religious fanatics and mayhem fans have already assembled because you know that's just how news travels here and also those two types of people definitely mesh very well so i also want to remind everyone right now that this is a norwegian black Black metal band that we're reading about and fuck this is weird as shit now we start finally to get back to the plot with Yero after all this pointless 
meanderings, a lot of little side plots that have no bearing on the main story. Now we get back to Euronymous. So he's released from jail because he was, he said he was sorry. That's how things work. To be fair, Norwegian prisons are way more chill about everything than American prisons. Uh, so I guess that's probably not that off from what Norwegian prisons are actually like. The maximum sentence there is 21 years, actually, and I know that because of Varg, because he's a murderer. Uh, but he got off in, I think, 16 years because good behavior, right? So yeah, it doesn't take Euronymous very long to get out of prison for attempted murder. That doesn't sound right to me, but you know, still. So Euronymous gets into their house and finds the time crystal while Varg and Pear are away in on vacation. Tracy sees him do this, but doesn't stop him. Why? It's outright stated, but never explained that she can't intervene. So some arbitrary witch's code bullshit again, I presume, that keeps the author's idea of the plot intact. Pairs out shopping again, he gets kidnapped here, and we get another rape scene, because fuck you, and also branding. Some more witchy bullshit gets introduced here about dream omens and like connected souls and other such bullshit that was never indicated or mentioned before. But okay, sure, let's introduce this right before we get to the climax of this fic. So because of the magical witchy bullshit, Varg knows where Euronymous is keeping pair and is able to track them down. Uh, Varg gets injured and in the exchange for Euronymous to spare him, Pear tells him how the time crystal works and they go back in time together, leaving Varg in the main timeline. So Varg is left with no time crystal, but Tracy can use her powers to get him back in time at a cost. This witchy bullshit I'm okay with because it's almost like a little mini plot twist and I guess it's a real moment between Varg and Tracy and it... it inflicts a cost on her it reduces her powers it drains her of energy but she's like i know how much you two love each other so i'm willing to do this for you and also going through the portal will injure varg he has the he runs the risk of dying time travel is a thing that we've already established so it's not that weird to introduce another method of it doing it now things start getting kind of confusing as we introduce varg from the timeline that they just traveled into for some reason, this is only one of two times that we see an alternate timeline version of Varg, even though they've time-traveled, like, six times at this point or some shit. The author doesn't even bother differentiating them by name. The only way we can tell them apart is by the knowledge that they have, so the Varg from this timeline is just a straight guy who thinks that Pear's been dead all this whole time, and he's just like, this is all crazy, and main timeline Varg is, like, starting to save his ass. Alternate timeline Varg, who has no idea what the fuck is going on, and Euronymous then proceed to cut Pear open and remove the twins, and they go outside to burn Pear in the church, because this is black fucking metal. So we get a fight between Euronymous and main timeline Varg as the two Vargs finally meet. One Varg is already too many Vargs. Can we, like, tone it down? Jesus. Euronymous and main timeline Varg both die, and they have to count on the alternate timeline Varg to get Pear and the kids back to the main timeline, but the problem is he doesn't remember anything. 
but they do get back and then Varg does remember ending because you know that's a nice easy fix right there however they do kill off Pear because he's been horribly injured in the struggle so after Pear dies Varg gets pulled back to 2013 he freaks out and uses the time crystal against the witch's wishes going back to 1991 to reunite with Pear so at first Pear is just like Varg you're fucking crazy what the fuck are you talking about when Varg starts telling him about his other timeline where they were lovers but then then Pear remembers because love conquers all. However, it's revealed in the epilogue that Varg is actually in a coma now, and this new timeline is just an illusion. So I do kind of like the little twists at this ending, despite the confusion with the two Vargs and all the time travel and whatnot. They end it in a way that's what you wouldn't really expect, because with the character death, so there's a, some twists in here, and I guess props for that. Uh, we used to talk about the sequel a little bit and how it pertains to the issues present here. The author said this was supposed to be in four parts, but abandoned the sequel partway through. The sequel is not humorous. It is terrible. It takes everything wrong with this one and expands on it. So yeah, like I said earlier, Mayhem fans love reading about Pear getting raped, and there's lots of rape and abuse in this one. This expands on the fetishization of gay men kind of displayed in the first one you could kind of tolerate it though in in this one because the rest is so fuck-ass funny it's also kind of balanced out with fluff but here it's just nasty uh one funny thing i liked about the sequel was that when Varg traveled back in time at the end of the last one he altered the course of history so and he also summoned the oncoming apocalypse so far ruined everything why is the world ending? Varg. Why is our society going to shit? Varg. Yeah, Varg is everything wrong with the world. So yeah, nothing really makes sense here, and I would regret it, but it was gross and I just don't want to. So getting back to the original fic. In conclusion, entertaining, but awful. It was just filled with arbitrary rules, time travel was super inconsistent, some things with the witches were like plot convenience sort of things. It's it's very poorly written, but that's part of its charm, I guess. There were a few decent concepts in there, but they got muddled up with bad reasoning and subpar writing and all the other bad parts of the story. The beauty of this thing is what a train wreck it becomes. So it's not even that weird until you get to the marriage proposal and things only just get crazier from there. And you have to keep reading just because you want to know how bad it's going to get. And fucking... The fucking Empreg, man. man. Fucking... <sighs> Jesus. So yeah, that's My Star, My Moon by Terror Twin 6X666. Kind of when I didn't really know how to pronounce that name, um, but spelled T-E-R-R-O-R-T-W-I-N-S-I-X-X, and then the numbers 666. Because this is black fucking metal. I'm your pal Winchigasodicus, and this is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for now.